Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Well, let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe, a neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Mahan Tavakoli. How are you doing, Mahan? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I am doing very well, Uwe. I'm right outside of Washington, D.C. in the United States in Potomac, Maryland. And it is a beautiful fall day here with all kinds of colors. It's gorgeous. Happy to be joining you. Oh, don't get me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Mahanta Vakoli coaches leaders to achieve breakthrough results by unleashing their team's potential. Mahan uh, hosts partnering leadership with guests including Ken Blanchard, Stephen Covey, John Carter, uh, Ram Sharan, and David Rubenstein. Um, I think your mission to unleash your team's potential is remarkable, so I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Mahan. <laughs> Uwe, I'm excited because I can already sense the energy that you have, so this will be an energetic conversation of real value to your listeners too. And we call this ener energizing results, <laughs> not for, for a reason, right? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> wonderful. So my first question to you is, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Well, I primarily work with CEOs and their leadership teams where they understand the value of strategy. In many instances, they spend a few days at least a year focused on their strategy. But they end up being frustrated with the team misalignment that results in poor execution. So part of what I do is help the team, the senior team, collaborate more effectively and align so they execute the strategic plan better. Well said. So uh, you know, uh, I think it's a, it's a, um, I think it goes back to. Uh, the 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 roots of German military and uh, because I think they called it friction. So there's always friction happening, and the same is for businesses today. So is is that the the, the challenge uh, nowadays as well? Friction is a is a big part of it, Uber. So for people to think about is a lot of times when they get together with strategic planning conversations, they have outstanding conversations, and then six months or a year later. When the executive team is back together, they're like, oh, wow, we really didn't get that much done toward the strategic plan. And there are always excuses, external environmental factors and other things. Friction, though, as you say, plays a big role in it. It is friction, uh, whether it is in many instances between the executives in the team or friction in getting the organization to behave differently. because in All cases, strategy requires an element of change, and there is friction in getting the organization and the people within the organization to effectively change. Oh, thank you for thank you for clarifying. And uh, you know, because we are all humans, right? <laughs> not not all of us would uh, accept that, but we are. And so, what are personal mistakes and common mistakes typically uh, your clients would make when trying to solve that kind of problem? 
I think they a lot of times go back to the drawing board, focusing on the strategy rather than spending as much time on the effective execution of it. So many of the senior teams that I've engaged with at times have spent three to five, in a couple of instances, almost two weeks of time on the strategic planning conversations that have come about after a lot of research had been done. But they don't spend half as much time on the ongoing conversations to make sure that that strategic plan is effectively executed. So a year later, they really have the progress that they've made according to the measures that they uh, outlined. So the biggest mistake is a lot of time spent on the planning and on the strategizing and not as much time spent on making sure the plan is effectively executed. So the, the, uh, the key is in the execution and getting into action uh, with the strategy and don't spend too much time on the strategy. So really focus on how to implement that and make it uh, well, via the, the right communication available to uh, who, 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 who should be aligned to that strategy. That's yeah, I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to underestimate the value of strategy. Strategy is absolutely critical. The reality is though a lot of times organizations have really great strategies. What differentiates the best is that the best are also able to effectively execute on those strategies. So strategy is critical, but differentiator becomes the execution of that strategy. I hear you. Wonderful. So before I ask Mahan, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. So if you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Mahan, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? Uh, Uwe, I believe leadership more than anything else is example and the example the CEO and the senior leadership team of the organization set. So one of the things that I typically recommend to CEOs and everyone listening to this conversation can do with their teams is to have a meeting where they have a conversation about something significant they have changed their mind about. So the leader gets to start first, share something significant that they've changed their mind about, And then facilitates a conversation going around the table. Now, people wonder what value would that have? First and foremost, it's acknowledging that we are learning and growing and the leader is opening up with that. So that sets the kind of culture and environment where people are more willing to share those types of uh, learning lessons themselves. Second of all, it humanizes the uh, leader of the organization or the CEO And third of all, it continually makes sure that people are okay talking about issues, problems, mistakes. Part of the reason execution doesn't happen well is that we are more willing to uh, move away from mistakes. We want to not talk about them. So this is an exercise everyone can go through. Think about something significant they have changed their mind about. 
and share that with others. It takes genuine humility and genuine authenticity to do that. And it establishes a very different rapport in the leadership team that has this kind of conversation. And rapport is the is the foundation to to having good conversations, uh, definitely. And I also love that, uh, you know, it's kind of like also an additional point I want to make is that, uh, you know, strategy or being able to share and, uh, you know, uh, get kind of like the transformation you mentioned earlier, as you go along, it, it enables your flexibility with your strategy. If you have to adjust when you're going, it's kind of like that, you know, that uh, picture of a tanker you know it takes some time to to course correct <laughs> and uh, uh in in that regard is that is that fair to say that is that is an incredibly important part of it because you can have the best laid plans the uh american boxer uh mike tyson had said your plans go out the window when you get punched in the face. <laughs> and that. the reality with executing strategy or plans, the same thing happens. Planning, Eisenhower had said, is uh, of tremendous value. Plans, to a certain extent, are worthless. Same way with strategic plans, in that the planning process adds value, but it's that ability to constantly learn, change course as needed, collaborate effectively that helps the team and organization execute on those initial plans. I love, I love, I love that quote from Mike Tyson. I use it all the time. <laughs> so it's a winner. <laughs> Wonderful, man. It's very, it's very visual. So people can really, it's very to it. punchy too, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I knew we were having fun. So man, um, I want to give you also the opportunity and the platform to share where people can find you. And also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will have with that also in a broader sense. Uwe, you mentioned it at the beginning. I'm fortunate to have a top 1% podcast, so I get some great guests who very selflessly share some of their leadership advice and insights. Top CEOs and top global authors, Partnering Leadership, it's on all podcast platforms and partneringleadership.com. Additionally, on mahantavakoli.com, the website, There is a free framework that people can download, which is the four step uh, th that they can assess and go through to unleash their team's performance. There is no need for others. You can, with a growth mindset, look and assess your own team and organization and then look for ways to improve. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we'll put the link in the show description so folks can check it out. So, uh, Maha, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Uwe, you've already asked lots of great questions, and I've really enjoyed the dynamics of the conversation. Your energy adds a lot of value. So the one thing I think might add uh, additional value to the audience is I have been fortunate to work with some of the top executives across the globe. And the question would be, What are some of the things that they have in common? And when I was reflecting on it, I think there are three things that, in my view, these top executives have in common. One is that they combine a level of clarity with flexibility, clarity of direction and flexibility on how to 
get there. That's an element of the vision and execution, clarity and flexibility. Second one is a true humble confidence or humility and confidence combined. They're humble recognizing the necessity of effectively engaging others and bringing along the organization. However, they are confident in themselves. They are not brought down by negative comments of others. That balance of uh, humble and confidence. And then finally, is they have a growth mindset. They're the ones like David Rubenstein, you mentioned, I uh, uh, had a conversation with him, is a big billionaire philanthropist, founder of Carlisle Group. To this day, David reads more than 100 books a year. And I know he does because he interviews authors and he talks about the books. Uh, he consistently learns. So the most effective CEOs have a growth mindset, not coming up with excuses why they don't have the time to learn, but always making it a priority and understanding that they are not there yet and can continually learn. Wow, that's remarkable and very inspiring. So um, uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, you got it here, right? These are the gold nuggets <laughs> that we wanted to, to hear from you, Mahan. Thank you for sharing. And, you know, this brings me to my final question. And uh, it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Uber, believe it or not, it was yesterday. I believe Because it. <laughs> a, year, a, a year ago, a year ago from yesterday, uh, my daughter who plays volleyball, 12-year-old, now 12-year-old, she was 11. She had played volleyball. She had tried out for a bunch of different clubs, including the club she wanted uh, to get into. And she didn't get into the club. So... At that year ago point when we realized she didn't get into the club, she was crying. And I have to tell you, I have a soft spot in my heart. I was crying along with her because she has a lot of passion for it. Eventually, because of a couple of changes in the clubs, she was admitted into one of the club teams, the lowest level of it. But what she did is she was really disciplined. She listened to me and did push-ups every day. At the beginning, couldn't go down at all. Now she can almost go down to the ground, practiced her jumps. So yesterday, she not only made it to the club that she wanted to, she made it to a higher level club because they were so impressed not only with her volleyball skills, but also with her athleticism that has improved so drastically. So we really, as a family, had goosebumps, and it was such a great learning lesson for my girls, that we all need to have a growth mindset. No one is smart. No one is athletic. No one is capable, just born that way as a child. People have to work hard on it. And my daughter had fortunately worked hard for a year, and that gave us goosebumps yesterday. Well, they're lucky to have you as their, their role model and uh, leader in the, <laughs> for them. So this is an amazing goosebumps moment and mission accomplished having the shivers right now. So thank you, Mahan, for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. My absolute pleasure, Uwe. Thank you for doing such an outstanding job, shining a light on other people, 
and sharing some of your genuine energy with them and with your audience. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.